And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the We Are Meat podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan, and as usual, I've got uh, Kieran Flynn to my right, I've got Brian Kelly diagonally opposite me, and I've got David Rispin just right opposite me. We've got a full uh, house here for the podcast. The studio here is full tonight, so it's great to have all the lads back in the podcast. I've, uh, we've, uh, I suppose, David, we were probably missing the two boys there um, the week before last, and then last week, were they here? I can't remember. I don't know. I can't really remember the last was podcast. Was there a podcast either. here? Was there? <laughs> Apparently there was, yeah. Um, yeah, there was a great response to that podcast, and we'd like to thank everybody for getting in contact with us. We did enjoy doing that podcast after the uh, victory Mead had over Carlo, um, as David Ruston just puts down the stem of a strawberry, because Brian Kelly here at the Centre Man brought in some lovely fresh strawberries. They're only picked at half seven this evening, would you believe? And they are gorgeous. So if anybody out there looking for strawberries, get in contact with the Cobb podcast here. They are A1. These are um, grade A quality strawberries. And uh, Brian Kelly will be giving out his phone number later on on the podcast. We're that, gonna... That'll be the football phone number, not the personal. <laughs> uh, it's hard to get you on either of them. So we'll... Uh... <laughs> We're going that, to push that's on. only for you, Mickey. Yeah, we've 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 uh, an action-packed podcast this week. We've got a lot to get through. We've got the All County Football League results. We've got the Mead Miners were out in action. The Christie Ring uh, uh, group stage was on with the Mead Hurlers in action in Wisconsin. We had the Mead Mead Ladies. They were out in round one of the Tina G Leinster Intermediate uh, Championship. We also had the Mead Under Twenties, which we forgot to mention last week on the podcast, lads. They're out again this week, so we will have to uh, review their game in Inish and uh, maybe uh, talk about their upcoming game. Um, the minor hurlers were out, um, and or, or sorry, the mean minors hurlers are out next week, and uh, we'll be uh, also going to Brian Kelly for that one. Um, the mean juniors are out this week, um, so we'll be naming the panel for that here, um, an exclusive for the podcast, and then we'll be previewing the Leinster semi-final uh, where Mead will be taking on Leash in Crow Park in headquarters next weekend and lads I'm tired after just reading out what we're going to have to talk about in the podcast we're going to push on anyway the All-County Football League and we're going to start with Division 4 all these games played in the last seven days so uh, Clonagale two goals and six Courtown one goal and eight that was last Wednesday night uh, I think that game finished yeah 2-6 to 1-8 um, Drumcondra ten points Kilbride three goals and seven Clonard seven points Slain uh, nine points, a two-point win there for Slane. Kilmainham Wood, three goals and seven. Boards Mill, 
113. Uh, that's a draw, 16 points apiece. St. Bridges and Mary's, uh, the away team, which is very disappointing, conceded this game. Uh, St. Mary's conceded to St. Bridges. I think that's the first concession of an all-county football league this year, is it? Uh, yeah, we had the fetch, didn't we? We had the Fesh Cup with Mainalvi, but that's the first A-League, I think. Yeah. I don't think they probably fancied the drive to Battle Cree on a Wednesday evening, did they? I don't know. Yeah, There's no excuse, really, but mm-hmm. I think St Mary's, unfortunately, have struggled a lot this year in the league and championship, so I'd say they just kind of threw their hat at it, I'd say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's disappointing, so it is, to see uh, a game conceded in All-County Football League, but, as we said, um, the away team uh, conceding St Mary's, conceding that and not going the whole way to Ballon and to play St Bridget's. And the final uh, result saw Moyla taking on Slane, and it was Moyla who came away with the victory here. Three goals and 14 to 12 points. And I suppose we'll have to go to Courtown first and uh, Bohermean, the parish. Um, a local derby for yourselves against Clonnagail, uh, David Rispin, and uh, uh, I suppose... That result probably puts an end to promotion hopes for for the court boys. Yeah, it it does. It it really does. Yeah, I think we have a game left against St Bridget's, but it's um it's 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 all gone at this stage. Basically, it was a you know it was a it was a really tough game for us, but we we were seven points down at one stage and came back to get to get level. And um, in fairness, that was a huge game for them too because I think they're more or less promoted now. Whereas if we had got the win. Um, it it would have flip flopped altogether and it would have put us in the pole, pole position to to get promoted, but it just didn't happen. Uh, they probably just on the on the balance of played maybe marginally deserved the win, but there was very little in the game. It was a good game, well contested throughout, and um, that's a lovely that's way. That. That's a lovely way of describing that game of football. <laughs> so it is. Uh, we won't pry too much, but there was a bit of blood and thunder in the in the game, um, and uh, uh, I suppose look football. Uh, Courtain maybe you're punching above their weight maybe in the hubby. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> punching above their weight in that division is in that what is it in the football it. terms yeah absolutely and uh, um, look it, there was a you know there's been a couple of games this year where there's been a few shamozzles and there was a little bit of a shamozzle in this game but we're unfortunately he's tight lipped and he won't tell us anything about what happened we have to just find there out there might from be a shamozzle <laughs> in this podcast <laughs> if Flynn doesn't shut his mouth <laughs> and now Davey Rispin being tight lipped is not something that he's known for with his match reports how am I getting abuse there I think Michael Brennan I just made a comment on the football oh that God, you're not I, able for it. I didn't start anything. I don't want to row here. I didn't start anything. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's not about who starts it, it's about who finishes. Because I don't want a load of fake tan on me no, knuckles now leaving. It. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about who starts. Yeah. Oh, therein lies the Oh, therein lies the little bit of a uh, anyway not Cortown unfortunately losing out to Clonmagale but Clonmagale have put themselves in prime position now for promotion as you said uh, they're two points off top and uh, there's two teams below them Kilbride and Slane both on 12 points so the least that Clonmagale are going to get now David Rispin is um, a promotion is a pro- well could Kilbride See, or Slane jump them no it's 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 different now so the top two go automatically into a final and then third and fourth actually go up with with the first two um, into 4A which it'll be oh, next yes, year yes, so, yes. so that's the way it's going now so there's no promotion relegation playoff like the other divisions so basically the top four teams go through to go up yeah um, simple as yeah the top four teams go up is right mm-hmm. yeah as uh and um, yeah, it's disappointing for Cortown. They've left themselves in fifth place. Yeah. Just just give ourselves place. too much to do. The last few weeks, we, we gave ourselves a chance. Um, and that up by game or rap by Rakarn. Don't forget Gillstown there. There's uh, four yeah. and a few other townlands there. So I don't forget them. <laughs> but um, 
that was that was probably the game that we needed to really get a win to to you know reignite the hopes. But look at it; it's not the end of the world. We 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 live. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> just you're, about. You're, you're a championship team. Yeah, um, exactly. Two wins out of two, and uh, going strong in the championship. Yeah, Moila and. Uh, um, Clonagale and Kilbride and Slane looking like the four teams that will get promoted. Kilmain and Wood on 11 points, winning their last game and maybe a loss for Slane or Kilbride could see them uh, getting promoted, David. Yeah, they, they've really fallen <laughs> off though. They, they played us um, two weeks ago and you know, a win for them that night would really kind of put them in a strong position. They lost that night and then to, no disrespect to Boards Mill, but they didn't really have much to play for Boards Mill and they got a draw against them, mm-hmm. which I was surprised with. But in fairness to Boards Mill, their their improvement this year has been remarkable. Really, um, I think they're on nine or nine or ten points in all, um, in the division now. Yeah. Um, which is a fantastic achievement for them for a team that would, you know, normally be at the bottom of that division, um, and struggling in Junior B. It just shows the progress that's been made there. So fair play to them. Kilmain and Woods, yeah, it, it looks like it's beyond them now, and and they'll be they'll be well, disappointed if, uh, if they win their last game or and Slane or Kilbride lose. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah, but I, you know, I think do Slane have a game in hand as well? Maybe, possibly, yeah. Maybe. So they're all, nine games, they're all nine games. actually. Right, yeah, right, but um, yeah, the, the, it was in their own hands, but it's not anymore. As you said, they need favorable 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 results. Here we yeah. go again. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, oh, you're be, you're you're being a bit sporadic there now, CR, with your. <laughs> Yeah, what? Well, so sporadic. <laughs> we're going to move on now to uh, the All County Football League Division Three. Anyway, and we've got some results in Drumbarra eleven points, Minalty one goal and eight a draw, St Vincent's thirteen points, Longwood five points, uh, an eight point victory there for St Vincent's against the senior team. Uh, Dunsany one goal and six, Castledown two goals and seventeen. And in fairness, Kieran Flynn did call that result here in the podcast last Saturday night. Ballinlock two goals and eight, St Dalton's one goal and nine. A win there for Ballinlock by two pi- two points. And two then the, two pints. Oh, two pints. Yeah. yeah, two pints. And then two um, <laughs> and a packet of dates. <laughs> um, Beliver two goals and eight, and Waterstown three goals and sixteen. And we're going to go to Kieran Flynn. Um, I suppose probably the result there. That will concern you the most is Dunsany, but what one stands out most for you, Kieran? Well, uh, the St Vincent's Art Cat beat Longwood by eight points is a massive result. Yeah. Uh, obviously, disappointed for the lads, Dunsany. Like at the moment, unfortunately, we we have as many lads on the the injury sidelines. I think we're working it out there at the weekend. There's something like at least seventeen players that have played first team in the last two or three years are sidelined at the moment. So we're board, we're borderline not feeling at the moment, and we're trying to get B League teams out and just having a bit of a lull. And with our lads playing County Hurling, that it is hard. But we're trying to, we're just keeping our head above the water, hopefully, and trying to avoid that third place. And it's going to be difficult now to avoid the relegation spots, and we'll probably see ourselves in 4A next year now. But they'll nearly, they'll nearly have to ask you to talk out now the way it's going. Yeah, well, if they have the money in their back pocket, they can pay me any time they want. <laughs> Times are bad, are they just that bad? Yeah. So hopefully now, I said, looking at the results, a few like Minolte, Dunbar, there's good games in that division, and I think the last weekend of that uh, Division 3 is going to be very interesting. Well, indeed, and I suppose looking at it there, David Castleton with another massive victory there over Dunsany, and mm. they just keep going this year. Yeah, it's, it's amazing the, the kind of juggernaut they're on. It's, it's a fantastic achievement, you know, to be unbeaten on all fronts. Championship, league and cup, um, it's a fabulous achievement. Another result I'd pick up on, and I think uh, it had huge significance for the promotion race, was Ballinlock beating St Ultons. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a real tight game. I think Michael Garrity got two goals in that game for, for Ballinlock, and that was a real 
four pointer you it, know it really was because you yeah. look at it now and Ballinock are in 15 points in second place um, and yeah. uh, sorry what they played Castletown in the final round yeah, um, uh, Ballinlock are on 15 points in second place and St. Mm. Dalton's are now uh, in sixth place on 11 points. Had they won, they would have been in joint second place. Yeah. But it's put huge daylight between the top six teams um, in that division. Yeah, sure. And I mean, you have to give Ballinlock credit. They're often branded a one-man team without Paderborn or with Paderborn, sorry. Yeah. And, you know, he's obviously not around at the minute and um, they've really stood up and kind of shown that they're, they're far more than just a Paderborn team, a one-man team, and they deserve credit for, for the run they've been on pretty much since they got they got an awful hammering against Oldcastle second round in the Championship. But after the round one win against Trombara, they'll be happy enough, and the way they're motoring now, they'll be pleased. And if they can get promotion back to Division 2, I think it'll represent a, an excellent six months for them. Absolutely. And Brian Kelly, just looking at it there, Blackhall Gales and Kilmainham are the only two teams that haven't played um, uh, the the ten games. So there's a they they both have a game in hand against each other. Kilmainham are on four points and uh, Blackhall Gales are on six points. So that's a massive game as well because if Kilmainham were to win that game, they'd leapfrog three ti- three teams into fourth from bottom. Yeah, that's a huge one, and it's interesting to see when that's going to be played. I think tomorrow it's down night. for tomorrow night. Mm. So. Kilmainham are going to be missing Harry O'Higgins for that because I think he could be on duty at the meet under 20s possibly Kieran will tell us more later on but um, he's from Dramara oh Dramara sorry yeah hold oh, on oh. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness he, he will be unavailable for Kilmainham tomorrow <laughs> he's, really he's definitely not going to be available for Kilmainham tomorrow but um, like Kilmainham missing Mickey Newman like I think that's if they had him you'd back them to beat Kilmainham or to beat Blackhall Gales every day of the week it's been a long weekend <laughs> uh, but so you'd fancy Blackhall Gales to win that one yeah it's a it's a it's you would actually fa- fancy Blackhawk Gales, but the way results have gone in recent weeks, you just never know what could happen. And Kilmainham throwing a lifeline there with that game. Um, Don't say any. We, we have Blackhawk Gales in the last round, so that'll be... That's an easy that's, win for Blackhawk. Yeah, well, hopefully not. Right? <laughs> that'll be just our last hope. We're just hoping that... We're saying a lot of prayers that get lads back fit. We're going to send them to Lourdes, I think. It's going to be a team bus going to Lourdes. And when is that game? I think it's 16th? fixed for the 16th, yeah. Sunday in morning. Lourdes. So you've got two, Lourdes, yeah. you have two weeks to get fit. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to ship lads in from every part of the world, I think, for this. And then we, we mentioned them already, Castletown, sitting on, uh, on the top of that table with 10 wins from 10, which has been uh, a magnificent achievement for them. Um, the Third and fourth teams are Waterstown and Drumbarra, both on 13 points, um, which is... Uh, uh, I, I, what was the result in the Drumbarra game from the weekend, did they? They drew with Minalti. They drew with Minalti, yeah, you know. And, and was, uh, probably a missed opportunity, really. There, a huge yeah. uh, opportunity for them just to put themselves clear by the point mm. and uh, ahead of Waterstown. But Waterstown have leapfrogged them into, into that third spot. Um, probably on score, score difference or head-to-head at this yeah. stage. We're going to move on now anyway to the All-County Football League Division 2 and the results from the last seven days. We have them here in front of us now. It's Bective 13 points, St. Pat's 14 points and one point victory there for St. Pat's. Um, Trim, one goal and eight. Mead Hill, nine points. Uh, these are, these games were played last Wednesday. Um so Curaha one seventeen, St Michael's seven points. I was just looking at it and a lot of the scores were low, and I've just looked back and it was Wednesday night and the weather was terrible on Wednesday night. Karen Ross eight points, 
Dundery won goal in 15. Huge win there for Dundery over uh, Karen Ross team that were flying high up until the last few weeks. Delique Bellius Town won goal in 11. Centralstown 15 points. A one point victory there for Centralstown. We'll come back to Brian Kelly about that in a couple of minutes. St. Colum Kills won goal in 8. Rakenny 10 points. A one point victory there for St. Colum Kills over uh, the Rakenny boys. Centralstown 17 points. Bective won 7. Um, uh, that was the second game that they had to play in uh, in the space of what four days, and this the, that game was played on Sunday morning. Uh, St Pat's four goals and fifteen. Carner Ross won six. Another loss there for Carner Ross. St Michael's and Trim was postponed. We don't realize or we don't know um, at the moment. Bereavement. It may have been uh, due to a bereavement uh, that that game was called off. Ballinabracky three goals and four. Delique Bellystown four goals and thirteen points. A huge win there for Delique Bellystown and Dundry twelve points. St Colum kills two goals and twelve. So Dundry after beating. Um, Karen Ross midweek lost out to St. Column Kills. Column Kills with two uh, victories uh, in a row there. And then looking back, Centralstown, <coughs> I suppose Brian Kelly, Centralstown with uh, a victory over Delique Bellustown by a point last Wednesday. And then they followed that up with a comprehensive victory over Bective uh, yesterday morning. Yeah, and those two wins have seen the team go back to Division 1 after two years in Division 2. It's nice to be back with a game to spare. Um, probably the most pleasing aspect from the club's point of view is in the last couple of games the number of young players like the defence yesterday the oldest player in the defence was Niall McCabe who's only about 23-24 um, like it's a huge thing when there's that amount of young lads coming through four of last year's minor team played yesterday against um, Bective um, Bective, who are of course managed by Davy Hosey and Shane Clark from the club. Yeah. So that was a, that just was an interesting. Well, Davy Hosey be O'Matney's. Well, so he was, and then he moved to Centralstown, and now he's Bective. So he... I yeah, but like his kids play with us, so he's he's Centralstown. True and true. I give you that. Um, like you, Simon Rooney, whose father Jim won a Keegan Cup with Kilmain and Wood, was has started full back there in games recently, and he's doing really well. It's really pleasing to see a fella from last year's minor team who progressed to play with St Pat's this year and was outstanding for them come in and have a huge impact at senior level it just it bodes well for the future Absolutely and just looking at the table there as you said Centralstown on 19 points promoted back to Division 1 St Colum Kills lads uh, and St Pat's really in the last few weeks have just shown some steel and got back up there Karen Ross if they had won their last two games they lost both of them mm-hmm. would be in clear second on 17 points but lost uh, both of those games. And now it's St. Colum Kills and St. Pat's who've uh, uh, joined Centralstown at the top of the table. But both of them are on 16 points in second place. And Davy Rispin, it's it's amazing. We were, we were talking about some of these teams. We were talking about the likes of Karen mm. Ross and how they could go up to senior or Division 1 and be playing junior championship. And you could have Longwood playing uh, senior championship and playing Division 4 uh, league or, or whatever. Like So it's um, it's been an interesting uh, uh kind of last few weeks and how the, the, the table has just changed so much yeah I suppose the cream the cream always rises at the top isn't it and um, in fairness the senior clubs have kind of shown their steel albeit towards the end of the league but ultimately they've come out probably strength and depth has, has a lot to do with it the, the several games in you know short space of time has probably cost the likes of teams with smaller panels i.e. Karen Ross and the likes um, their bubble has been bursted really in the last week to 10 days you know with them results you know uh, they were writing contention up to that and I think Pat's all but end, well it was probably probably over but this morning I think you know put them to the sword 
So um, you have to give the senior clubs credit. You know, they're probably on a little bit of a hiding to nothing in the sense that they're expected to be up there. Exactly, yeah. But they haven't been up there for the Baron Sanchez the rest of them haven't been up there for the majority of the league campaign. Yeah, they've um, shown their steel towards the end of this Absolutely. League. So, you know, it's still nothing's finalised yet, but, but they've put themselves in a great position. Yeah, sure. just looking at it, myself and, and um, uh, Kieran Flynn, just looking at the table here now at the moment. St. Colm Kills and St. Pat's meet in round 13, mm. which is the last round of games. Ballina Bracky have two games. Uh, they have a game in hand, which would put them on 17 points if they won it, uh, which would leapfrog St. Pat's and St. Colm Kills. And I'm just going to look down. It's they have Nob Hill and they have Nobber. Mm. So they're two teams that you would con- you would be thinking that Ballina Bracky could get wins over Kieran. Yeah, and I think it could be uh, a kind of a great finale to that division. Balnebracchi definitely have the credentials to beat both of those teams. There'll be a great battle on the east coast there in the in the sunshine and the, hopefully <laughs> the beach. The will, yeah, in the sand and the sea and all that. Maybe some sangria, you never know. What. <laughs> Sunday, it's a Sunday morning though. It's a Sunday morning, so probably not. Uh, but the Pats and the Kills, definitely, that's going to be a massive game. But I think my money be on Balnebracchi to pip them, I think, and just come in there at the end and get to that final against Sanchester. Be an interesting final too. Uh, but third from top also has a chance of going up to Division 1. They played third from bottom. So you, if that was the case, uh, the winner of St. Michael's and St. Pat's would be in third from from top. So um, th- it's going to make for a very interesting... Uh, two senior teams battling out for that third spot, playing against third from bottom in the in the, in the Division 1 league. Uh, also, just looking down at the bottom of the table, it looks like the goose is cooked for St. Michael's and Mead Hill, both on four points with two games to play. Um, and the most they can get to is eight points, joining Nobber on eight points. But Nobber do have uh, three games still to play. So if they picked up uh, two points at all, they should avoid um, the automatic relegation. Bective have 12 plays, so they've got one game left. And if they were to win that game, they would leapfrog um, uh, Nobber into uh, fourth from bottom. But with Nobber with the games in hand, you would consider that they have to be you know, safe at this stage, David? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, as you said, the, the, the first thing first is to get a result um, to actually bring Nobber into the into the equation altogether. But um, at this stage, it'll probably depend on other results. I suppose the, the key thing with the teams at the top is the games they have left, are they playing teams who have something to play for? You know, if, if Nobber to a certain extent do, so they'll probably treat the game with the utmost of respect. But you, you do kind of come to a situation at this time of the year where there's teams, you know, in mid-division who have nothing to play for against teams up near the top who really need results. Well, funnily you mentioned that. Bective yeah. have to play Dulik Bellustin. Dulik yeah. Bellustin are safe and can't get promoted. Yeah. Um. So Bective yes. have a real good chance there yeah. of, 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 uh, of getting the two And then points. I think I think Nobber play... Um, Balnebracchi yeah, so both you know that that is a big game for both them teams you know Nobber aren't to know how Bective are doing in their games so they're going to treat it you know as a, as a must win game and hopefully they can do their job and they won't be relying on res- results from elsewhere yeah Brian Kelly and that probably actually brings in a point made during the week by one of the regular tweeters to the podcast relating to some clubs not using social media for scores Um. I know myself a couple of years ago we were battling relegation up and from Division 1 and Blackhall Gales were in a similar boat and it was a constant team on the night above the screen how are Blackhall Gales doing check the Twitter see what way their match is going because if they were losing we were safe yeah. and it was just everybody's looking to see was that was there that comfort blanket or were we in deep trouble 
because if Blackhall were winning, we were in serious trouble. If they were losing, we were safe. Yeah. And that's something that, while I'm sure yeah. there'll be a selector on some of the teams in the 16th, keeping an ear out as to how t- uh, the opposition teams are going. We'll because be at, We'll be in every game. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that is it. Yeah, we're going to be live from every ground in the county. Um, uh, no, look, Division 3 has been uh, brilliant. And just as Brian Kelly mentions Twitter, we might just go to Twitter very quickly before we go to the All-County Football League Division 1. Um, a couple of comments in there. Mags Guinan just wanted us to question the loud referee in the minor uh, game Mead v Westmead and then she says ah no, I'm only joking. Um, Deck Dunn wants our thoughts on the team to start against Leash in the um, Leinster semi-final. We will be coming to that later on, Deck. Uh, thanks for the tweet. Sean Caffrey, uh, you mentioned uh, somebody giving out about clubs not tweeting. There's a lack of clubs uh, using Twitter for updates, scores, etc., and some of the senior teams seem to be worse at that. Uh, worst at it, and then there was a, a, a retort then from Shaney Bennett or Shawnee Bennett from Kells. Um, so that's an issue, is it? Uh, it's by choice if a club wants to report games, Caffrey. Um, it's not a rule that they have to. FFS. Whatever um, that means. Whatever that means. We- we did, uh, every single club was brought in for social media training at the start of the year and the vast majority of clubs were there and they were doing all this practicing and then it's just like they were working away in class but they didn't do their homework, you know. <laughs> to be to be fair, like I can relate to that in, in the sense that I do the tweeting for our club and it's grand when you're playing or it's grand when you're, when you're not corner playing. back, corner yeah. forward, you can tweet all day so you can for <laughs> you, you know the cracks, so that's what you're never <laughs> off at, Mickey. A corner forward doesn't score. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, you, you sometimes and there wouldn't be a person that you maybe could fill in and do it so you're not in the position where you can obviously live tweet you can put the result up straight after the game it's handier when you're not playing but it, it is an issue Look, for it, some clubs it's a, but it's it, not it, it's a good tweet in the whole yeah. lot but I think we got in the middle of something here I think we're the middlemen between Shawnee and and, and Sean Caffrey yeah. so uh, I think the two boys should meet uh, maybe Lovely. halfway in, in, well, maybe in, in Ballinock or something like that and, well they're both from Barra men like, so well yeah that's a meeting from Barra <laughs> um, but lads look uh, look we're not getting involved in any of your domestics from now on <laughs> just ring each other alright <laughs> there's another tweet in there and it comes from Shane Mulvaney and he just wants to know is this week's pod- is this week's podcast sponsored by Bookfast no comment um, so <laughs> um, that, that's a very irresponsible tweet from a future teacher Mr oh, Mulvaney absolutely yeah well, no, the, the monks it. are saying the monks of Bookfast have us in their prayers every week so it's no problem <laughs> <laughs> they do indeed we're going to move on now that's the Twitter machine done we're going to move on to the All-County Football League Division 1 and the results from the last seven days a lot of games in this so we'll just run through them Rathout 15 points Summerhill 2 goals and 14 a 5 point win there for Summerhill Dunmore Ashburn 1-9 Minalvi 2 goals and 6 a draw there for uh, the two teams Nafina 3-10 Navin O'Matney's 3-19 still flying high the Navin O'Matney spies Screen 1-10 Old Castle 1-5 that was a grudge match that was a big one that we talked about in uh, at the bottom of that division one um, Wolf Tones five points done Shockland two goals and twelve um, a shock victory there well, well like a shock result not a shock victory but a shock result Wolf Tones only scoring five points and I know that they have the Gwilto competition this weekend so maybe they were holding off for that Sidden ten points uh, Simonstown one goal and twenty um, Gail Column Kill four goals and eighteen uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne one goal and two that's a 
that that just uh, I, I, it looks like there's a, a typo in that one but it's not it's actually a, a, a true result then Jocelyn 10 points Gail Column Kill 2 goals and 15 Gail Column Kill really putting in the, the big scores this week Simonstown 2 goals and 13 Rathout 6 points St Peter's Dunboyne 3-7 Nafina 1-12 that was a um, a 1 point victory there for uh, Dunboyne over their near neighbours and then Navin O'Matney's 1 goal and 12 Dunamore Ashburn 12 points and we'll go to David Rispin first just because the mic is there in front of you Um, I suppose what results probably stick out for you there there's two weeks nearly of results in that yeah I suppose you you mentioned already Kells putting up some serious scores Um, probably favourable fixtures in the sense that they were playing clubs with you know little or nothing to play for but they still you you know they still put up the scores and got the points on the board which is important I think with Dunboyne I was talking to Stephen Reddy uh, yesterday or not yesterday Saturday and you know he said Dunboyne were very, very shocked now that they, they really were missing. Yeah, I was talking uh, to Gerald Robinson on yeah. Thursday night and he said, I think it was three of the team that started the county final last yeah. year is all they had available on uh, yeah. So, Wednesday So night. it kind of speaks volumes and I think he made his comeback um, today, he wasn't was, it? Was this it morning yesterday, or, or yesterday, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, yeah, for the first Sunday team. Yeah. Morning, yeah, he, uh, he came on for David McIntyre in the latter debut, stages. Yeah, second yeah. debut for the, for the um, St. Peter's Dunboyne senior team. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, you know, brilliant to have lads like that in the club where, you know, I'm sure if an injury or black card comes up, they're only too happy to kind of stand into the breach. Um, yeah. And like the, go- the golden oldies, Mickey, as as probably you can relate to yourself. <laughs> it's funny, Ger Robinson was uh, was a selector uh, on Thursday night in the B League, couldn't even make the B League team, yeah, and then he gets yeah. his debut with the seniors. Incredible. Maybe he was saving himself for the senior game on Sunday, that's what it could have been. I thought Santa Claus only appeared in December, Ger, but anyway. <laughs> um, I suppose, Brian Kelly, we'll go to you now. Um, Looking at those results, um, what one would stand out for you the most? It was uh, an interesting week of, of, of fixtures, to say the least. It was an interesting week. Um, I think probably Screen and Oldcastle is the one, really, because that was a dogfight down at the bottom. And yeah. Oldcastle are the type of team, when the going gets tough, they can really pull a result out. But Screen, in fairness, even though they're struggling big time this year, they managed to eke out the result... I know there, there seem to be short a few bodies as the year wears on, but they just did enough, and I think that result will probably see them safe. For yeah, it's interesting for because Screen have O'Matney's in in their in one of their last games because I think Screen have two games left, and Oldcastle have Minalvi. Um, looking down through it, then Oldcastle have Sidden and uh, Screen. I'm just a screen screen have Minalvi down there at the bottom as well so um, Minalvi are going to play a big part in, in, in who gets relegated or who goes into that third from bottom spot they will but the fact that screen beat Oldcastle if it comes down to a head to head yeah screen are set so that effectively they're on seven and five points to score at the minute but effectively screen have nearly an extra point with that head to head oh yeah I I, I, so, I I know that but they have two games left is what I'm saying mm-hmm. and if, if uh, Oldcastle were to win both of theirs and uh, but Minalvi have to play both of the teams so if, if sorry just a side one if Minalvi were to somehow win their two games yeah they'd, and Oldcastle don't win obviously they, if they don't win against Minalvi and don't win their other game then Manalvi was incredibly would leapfrog Oldcastle and go into the third from yeah, bottom, yeah. which would be some result. Gal- and and in fairness to them, th- we kind of wrote them off already, and uh, they got a great result against Dunmore Ashburn. They got a draw against Dunmore Ashburn. Mm-hmm. I think unlucky not to win it. So that could that could happen. Now a lot will depend. I think they're losing a couple of lads to to America this year. 
the inspiration of Sean Duggan is is going and he's a damnable loss for them as well as Conor Harnan who's a minor loss um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, no you never know look at <laughs> not a minor in that sense he, he'd be no loss really at all whereas Sean Duggan Sean Duggan would be an absolutely huge loss so at the he's cost, the, so. So so Harden is leading Duggan astray is that yeah, what yeah and that's not often the case let me tell you <laughs> but yeah um, but like also something that has to be factored in with Manalvi as the month of June wears on as you're heading towards the final round the Harland Championship is only around the corner and a lot of them lads will be getting their focus on Kiltail maybe for doing the six in a row so are that you, that you, might be a factor as the surely, surely they'll rather uh, sorry, division I, one relegation battle than that. Sorry, I, well, I didn't know what you were saying. I zoned out there when you said something about hurling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kieran Flynn is shaking the head at me now. Oh Lord! But again, looking back at the top of the table, Summerhill are the only one of the top nine teams that haven't played their um uh, twelve games. So they have a game in hand. It's Omatney's on twenty points, haven't played uh. 12 games. Simon Stern are on 19 points, haven't played 12 games. Then Gail Column Kill have uh, 18 points. They're in third. But Summerhill have 18 points and a game in hand. So it'll be interesting to see um, what will happen there. You know, if Summerhill won the last two games, they're going to guarantee themselves at least uh, uh, a semi-final spot. Yeah, and, and if, if they win their last two, they'll... they'll get promoted won't they or they'll not get promoted they'll be they'll be oh well damn close to a league final they'll have a semi-final as you said guaranteed but obviously only first gets into the final straight away so yeah they have a massive game against, against Kells, Kells. Yeah, that, that's going to be huge now. they have Wolf Tones that's, that's fixed is it it's yeah it's fixed for um, the Grange Garden uh, Grange Garden on the 16th that's round 13 but uh, Summerhill have to play Wolf Tones on the 11th of the 6th in yeah. round 12. So that last, that final day game between Kells and Summerhill will will probably determine who's going to get into that semi-final. Because if Simonstown can continue in their vein of form and beat, I'm just trying to remember who Simonstown have, they played, uh, they have Wolf Tones actually as well in mm-hmm. round 13. So uh, you'd, you'd imagine that Simonstown would beat Wolf Tones just, uh, just with the mm. way uh, results have gone for Wolf Tones lately. So it would and, mean and that... And have no have screen as well, which you'd think it'd be... Exactly. Uh, should be, uh, you know, uh, I won't say an uh, easy win, but uh, considering their championship meeting, but uh, you'd fancy them to get the win there. Yeah, it's going to be a crack. And it's great that, uh, Brian Kelly, that there's, that there's still so much to play for in most of these divisions and we're going into the final few weeks of, res- of uh, fixtures. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. Like, it... There's something riding on most games in Division 1 in the last series, which isn't always the case. A lot of times there's a lot of dead rubbers, but this time round, most games have something very important riding on it. But the key thing in that Summerhill-Kells match is, if Summerhill had their full team out, they'd be a different animal, but they'll be, they could be missing Barry Dardis, a couple of Ryans, and maybe a few lads with the meet under 20s. So that, that could be pivotal in that game. Yeah, absolutely, but it's 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 still going to make for a cracking end to the uh, all county football leagues. It's all to play for in the next two weeks. That brings us to uh, an end of the all county football league. So we're going to move on now and um, review and preview a few games that are coming up on county level. Uh, the Mead Miners were out, Brian Kelly, uh, last week uh, on Saturday. Sorry, on uh, against uh, West Mead and Mullingar. And it finished Westmead 2.15, Mead 1.14 after extra time. Sorry, Kieran, I'm going to Kieran for this. Um, Kieran Flynn. 
It was one thirteen a piece at full time, um, but Westmead probably with a shock result beating uh, one of the favourites for the Leinster Championship. Uh, it might be a shock maybe on what's happened the last few years, but from talking to people around the province, uh, Westmead were coming in uh, very much as evens. Not uh, like I know we were the defending champions, but you know what, minor, it's a different kind of squad nearly every year or two. Uh, Westmead were actually very good, and I was impressed with Westmead in the day. I think Mead will will uh, kind of forlongly think about their shooting from play. That's what really let them down in the day. Like we had twenty three shots from play in the full full complement of the of the hour and a bit. We only scored six times, which is only twenty six percent of our shots. Mm-hmm. So like that's not going to win you a game. I know we like we scored seventy five seventy five percent of our frees, but I think there was a a problem there with shooting. And I think Westmead actually tactically got themselves very very uh, sound. Like Niall Finnerty was boxed off for most of the game. Couldn't couldn't get in in front of goals and maybe uh, probably the reason we scored so many frees was we, the, we did get foul close to goal and like the likes of uh, Conor Frayne that played very well or Owen Frayne isn't it sorry uh, the two, he plays in the 20s and uh, Josh Carroll in the middle of the field like they were two standout players for the minors disappointed for that it's like Conor Dunne who worked well with that team the last few years but we just have to hope that some of these lads will, will build up their build up their repertoire and move on to the under 20s now for next year yeah absolutely it's a, a disappointing year for um uh, if, for the lads, um, there was high hopes for them, but uh, they did win the um, Jerry Riley tournament last year, um, and we all we all had great hopes for them, and we did think that they would probably go to a Leinster final and meet Dublin, and that would would have been a fifty fifty game, but uh, it has come to an end, unfortunately, for the Mead Miners, and we're going to move on now. We're going to stay with Kieran Flynn because we're going on now to the Christie Ring, um, group stage round three, where Mead uh, had to travel to at the league in Roscommon to take on Roscommon and Mead came away with a four point victory that now puts Mead into um, a semi-final of the Christie Ring uh, where they'll face Derry in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh uh, this Saturday at 2pm but uh, you were at this game and uh, uh, a good showing from, from the Mead team was it was it a case um, that they put out their strongest team or did they um, give, blood some uh, players in for this game Kieran? Uh, mostly the strong players. There was only uh, two lads, uh, Joey Keane and Adam Gaddam, were were borderline up until the game, and they didn't feature in the twenty six because they were deemed not necessary for it. But overall, the game kind of to and fro. Roscommon were definitely much improved. They had won the national league match in Partholson. They won the league final in Partholson early in the year, and they were an extremely fit team. And they were three or four very good players. A uh, lot of long range frees. I think some of the play for me was lethargic at times and they probably query the kind of maybe some of what they were trying to do. I think they were like I think the next time if they played Roscommon again, they'd have to up themselves again because Roscommon are quite a determined outfit. Uh second half made a big difference. Damo Healy from Longwood went in full forward and we won a lot of ball around him and I think it was interesting the change of tactics. It was quite a windy day in that league. Even though the weather was quite hot, it was quite windy. But I think some of our play from the backs was poor at times kind of releasing the ball and we kind of got caught with Roscommon's kind of determination. But overall, I think that me team, we said it from the very start, are, are the best team in the Christian Ring Championship. We just hope that they can keep that going and beat Derry. There was there was accusations that Derry had put out a weak team because they wanted to play us in the semi-final and not to play us in the final. So it'll be interesting to see now what Derry, because a few Shock Neil players playing with them. So they will be a better team again than Roscommon. So we have to up it. And there is obviously a call out to the supporters. like We're moving all our underage games to to suit this game basically so we want to get as many supporters up to the other crowns as possible so hopefully the meat hurlers keep winning 
Absolutely, and uh, I suppose as well, there's a chance that Mead could meet Roscommon because Roscommon finished second. They're, they're going down. into, they're playing down in the other semi final, so Mead could meet Roscommon uh, if they beat Derry um, in the Christie Ring final. They're playing in Inishkeen on Saturday at two p.m. So um, those two games, we'll know the finalists hopefully on uh, Saturday evening. We're going to move on now to the Mead ladies, and we're going to Brian Kelly for this one. Um, David Rispin probably knows lots about the Mead ladies, but we, we'll stick with the football. Um, <laughs> Mead ladies were out in round one of the TG Car Leinster Intermediate uh, uh, Championship. It was actually a quarter final, and they won comprehensively here. Uh, Brian Kelly and a scoreline of four goals and fifteen. Talisha's two goals and nine points. And um, you have a little bit of an update from that game for us. Yeah, um, it was a cracking win for the ladies last year. They went in having been beaten in the league final and lost to Wicklow in, round, in the quarter final. Mm-hmm. So they were eager this year to make amends and hopefully win back the championship, which they won in 2017. <laughs> if memory serves me correctly, to beat Wexford in the final. In um, the Leinster. In the Leinster yeah. final, yeah. yeah. So they were, it was in Park Tolchin and it looked by the looks of it, there was a good crowd in. There was plenty of noise anyway. And a great a- aspect of the game was they introduced the <coughs> Leinster Championship winning under 14, under 16 and minor teams at half time to the crowd. It was great to see and it's a great sign of the strength <coughs> that's coming through in me ladies football that they were there and winning teams and great to see a bit of silverware. But getting back to the game itself, um, Stacey Grimes was once again f- in flying form. I think she ended up with... <laughs> Two goals and six points, two three from play, right. which is a huge score for any forward. With Emma Duggan, who Kieran I think taught all she knows about football, yeah, uh, on the forty scoring one two. If it wasn't him, it was his father. No, so was, she went. Just, she's she yeah. was in school. But it was, it was one or the yeah. other. It was one, Look, it's always one or the, the other. The Flynn lineage is good. It's probably yeah, yeah. Francis surely taught him you something. You can't win without the ball in your hands. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, like there was a great spread of scores. There was um, six or seven different players scored. Mm-hmm. Um, they're now progressing to play Wicklow in the semi-final on June 15th or 16th. The date just isn't confirmed yet. <laughs> and that will be played at a Mead venue. More than likely Park Tolchin again. And it would be great to see the Mead supporters get out and get behind this team because... They have a great chance of going on and winning Leinster and hopefully going one step further than last year in the All Ireland series. And all the support is is, is uh, greatly appreciated, and it does spur on these girls when they when, when they are playing. Another word has to be uh, uh, said for the one and only Monica McGurk. Um, everybody has seen the save at this stage on Twitter. Uh, leash full forward, bearing down and goal one on one, and she pulled off a, an absolute worldly. Uh, that's all you can describe that's it. fantastic like, Monica, a couple of years ago Monica was part of a viral video online when she was the goalie for um, Stephanie Roach's Puskas award nomination goal but it's in the last couple of months she's been subject to viral videos for her saves like the game against Kildare in the league yeah. she was absolutely she pulled off a series of saves. I know the Kildare Harlan analyst was at the game that day because Kildare Harlan was playing afterwards and he was busy on social media complimenting her performance. And yesterday again, she pulled off a few un- incredible saves. Yeah. Like there's men's teams out there only wishing at county level that they had a goalie half Absolutely. as good as and that, and that is the truth of the matter because the saves that she's pulling off are, are, are just incredible and she's a credit 
to the Mead team and to her club. Um, and she, long may she play in goals for that ladies team because uh, when you've got Monica McGurk in your in your artillery, you've got a real good gun like so you do. So fair play to her. We're going to move on now to the Mead uh, uh, under twenty. <coughs> Uh, team they were playing Monaghan and Inskeen last week in the under 20 uh, development league and came away with a fine victory here one goal in 15 to 10 points Brian Kelly um, you were at this game and uh, we forgot to mention them last week on the podcast I think the podcast had gone on a little bit long last week and maybe we just said we'd, we'd wait until this week to review the game and then uh, maybe we'd give out the, the, the um, exclusive team for tomorrow night's game but you were at this game in in, in Inskeen yeah, and a very good performance from the team. Monaghan had a very good minor team last year and have been going well at underage. So it's a stiff test and compliments to Inneskeen as a club. Their facilities are second to none. Three pitches, a fantastic stand and like they're an example to any club. But getting back to the match, Aaron Lynch up front was in scintillating form. He kicked, I think, five points over the hour. Um, this, is it Dara Swain at midfield? Um, he was minor captain two years ago and himself and Keane McBride gave the team a wonderful platform at Santa Field their high feeling and their work rate particularly their work rate was fantastic to watch like the two of them were up and down the pitch they were getting the tackles in McBride was getting into good positions in the forward line didn't just come off from on the day but Swain kicked one point in the first half which was fantastic from a big distance out just curled it over I think off the top of the crossbar and over was a sensational point. Um, subs that came on, I think a special mention to Darren Nolan from St. Peter's Dunbine. He really impressed. Monaghan had an awful lot of bodies back, but he was very clever in his link-up play and he chipped in with a point and later on in the half. And he was just, he really impressed. And he's a player who, if he gets a chance in, the, in game two or game three, could really nail down a starting spot as the year wears on. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's great. This team, uh, like that's that that was uh, not a bad Monaghan team. Uh, in in fairness, um, uh, I know that I was talking to the band, the Banty, and he was saying that you know he'd have great hopes for them this year. Um, he was probably missing one or two players, but he was very impressed with that Mead team. Kieran Flynn, um, just to go to you, uh, you were at that game as well, but Mead take on down, I think it's tomorrow night, is it? Um, it is indeed, and uh, that game is in Park Tolchin. You are going to uh, give us an exclusive here on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, The game is on at 8pm tomorrow in headquarters in Park Tolchin against Down. Uh, Connor Lafferty from uh, Down, and he's Trinity College Dublin up, Officer there as well. He's involved with that team, so he was a great county player for Downs. You know they have a good credentials come down too. But we have the starting fifteen uh, to release to the public, so it's a world exclusive now. So, so uh, the goalkeeper is Sean Brennan from Dunderry. Uh, the full back uh, line, firstly the cornerback, not from Kilmainham, he's actually from Dunbarra, is Harry O'Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> the full back, Robbie Clark from Screen. Uh, the other cornerback, number four, is James O'Hare from Rakenny. Half back line, number five is Shane Gibney Myla. Centre back from Dunsany is Owen Harkin. And number seven, Oshin Martin is from Dunderry. In the middle of the field, we have number eight, Keane Swain, Clonagail. And he's partnered by number nine, Dahi McGowan from Rototh. Then the half forward line, I think it's the, the team captain, is number 10, Conal O'Hearn from Rototh. Centre forward from Nobber is Jordan Morris. And from Summerhill, number 12 is John Keane. Then the inside full forward line, number 13, Darren Nolan from St. Peter's Dunboyne. The inside full forward is Conor Frayne from, Dun- from Drum Sour, Summerhill. And Sauron O'Finnegan, Wolf Tone. So from the Gale talk there, you know. 
Um, excellent. That's uh, that's great to be able to um, let that team out here tonight on uh, the We Are Mead podcast. And um, few changes from the last day in that, Kieran. And uh, like it, it's it's called a development league, so uh, that this is when you need to be experimenting with players. Yeah, so the lads from the Leaving Cert are, are not playing, so they're straight away from the team, the last of the likes of uh, Keane McBride and Aaron Lynch, were two brilliant lads, basically, they're, they're, they're not in the panel. But that gives James O'Hare, who was a sub the last, so he's starting. Uh, Dottie McGowan, who actually took the field against Longford in the Auburn Cup this year, he's in with the squad as well. And uh, Conor Frayne was a sub the last, uh, and his brother played as well for the Miners last week, and Darren Nolan as well comes in, who played well. It's an interesting, like, Jordy Morris is brilliant last week as well, like, he's... He's got such a kind of a tight footwork, and the dummy solo he does is very similar to the the Sean Cavanagh. You know it's coming, but you can't you can't can't evade it. Conal Hearn played very well, extremely athletic up and down the the sideline. So I think I know it's only development league, but it's it's the Leo Murphy Cup, and there is something to play for. And I think our lads are mad to get trophies. I know there's a couple of people asking us on uh, on Twitter. Um, is there many of the last year's minor team involved with the under twenties <coughs> this year? Uh, Brian Kelly, you'd probably know that, would you? Yeah, well, um, the panel that I heard earlier in the year, there's about six or seven of them in. I know on the team for tomorrow night, you have Harry O'Higgins, James O'Hare. That's it, but some of the other lads would be doing their leaving cert. Yeah. I know Luke Mitchell and Keane McBride are doing their leaving. Matt Costello isn't, but he limped off last week against Monaghan, so right. he might just be kind of knocked for tomorrow night. And then there's a few more. I think Niall Smullen might be in on the panel, possibly. And... Um, off the top of my head I just to be honest Mickey can't remember the others but yeah. there is a few more in there yeah absolutely we wish the under 20s all the best tomorrow evening um, in uh, the second round against Down in Park Tolchin at 8pm hope um, it doesn't rain because we might need the hospital lights again <laughs> I need the hospital lights if I remember just, just the uh, yeah raining as well I hope uh, Aaron Lynch he's not playing tomorrow I'm sure he'll be at the game but I, I hope he gets into the stand because he has a fabulous head of hair on him and yeah. it'll be all done with the hairspray and everything. So, uh, you know, please God, he gets a space in the sand. I'm sure and you I guys can probably arrange that, you know. It doesn't go near any naked flames or anything like that yeah. either. You know, oh, no. Poof, the hair would be gone. He could lose a lot of Instagram followers over something like that. So, please <laughs> God, that doesn't happen. Um, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I want no you to... No comment. I don't know what that was about. That was, that was a disgrace. <laughs> I don't know what he was on about. Yes, you do. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, after all that as well, we need you to grab your seat and make sure you're held on nice and tightly because oh, wow. from one world exclusive to another we're going to go to the junior team the Mead juniors are out this Wednesday um, and uh, we've got another world exclusive we can name the team here and now on the We Are Mead podcast name the panel yeah so another world exclusive it's, I don't know it's like it's like it's, LeBron James you know, he, he announced where I, he was I, going I, and my head's going to explode here so we have I'm going to go through this a lot quicker there's 27 on the panel so the two goalkeepers are Adam McDermott Dunshocklin and Johnny Lynch Minolte and then the rest of them are just alphabetical order so it's Colin McConnell Bective Dara Rowe Sidden Danny Quinn Balnebracchi Dara Griffin Clonagoyle Dara Finney Castletown Darren Gibney Myla Frank O'Reilly Carneros Jared Dewan Trim James Cassidy Minolte Jason Scully Oldcastle Johnny Riley Myla Kevin McKeown Beliver Kevin Ross Castletown Kieran Slavin Mead Hill Michael Floods and Bridgets Morgan Callahan Dunderry Niall Smullen Clonard, Oren Meehan, Sir Michaels, Paul Lynch Minolte, Robbie Farley, Oldcastle, Robin Clark, Delik Bellystown, Ryan Hans, St Vincent's, Sean Clare, Sidden, Sean Riley, Myla, Stephen Coogan, Dunderry, and last not least, Thomas Riley, Thomas Riley from Myla. 
Brilliant. And that is the mid-junior panel that will take the field in the Leinster Junior Football Championship uh, against Loud. Um, on half seven on Wednesday. Half seven on Wednesday night. And looking at that, David Rispin, that's a very strong uh, mid-junior team. And a lot of those players would have great, great aspirations of, of making it on to a senior uh, team and senior squad. And one that stands out straight away is Jason Scully. Jason Scully, yeah, and, and Danny Quinn as well. You yeah. know, he's, he's played a bit with Mead as well this year. And uh, Kevin Ross, of course, would have been on the panel last year, played, obviously, Mead Juniors last year. A lot of them boys have such pedigree playing either underage or with Mead Juniors um, at this stage. And I think the, the way you'd have to look at the squad is they're generally... a. a they're most of them are in their twenties. You know, they're 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 not an old squad. You see, we've all heard Johnny Doyle coming out of retirement now, forty two years of age, to to join the Kildare, you know, squad, the junior panel. I I, I don't really agree with that to be honest with you. I think we could probably You're ageist. You are just <laughs> yeah, ageist. I've got that right? before, but um, <laughs> look at when you You're when you have talent course. like that emerging. I'm sure Kildare have something similar. Like you look at most of them guys, they're probably just below the the mid senior squad there are some of them are on it but they're just on the brink and and something like the junior competition should be treated as an early stepping stone between probably under absolutely but how how do you get the experience into them without having somebody like can you imagine Johnny Doyle coaching mm. the lads around well, well the Stephen O'Rourke is their you know? selector on that yeah, Stephen has, has brilliant but pedigree playing with Mead and that so uh, I'm not letting you away with it yeah, Johnny Doyle has every right to be playing for, for the Kildare team <laughs> fairness, to back up David I think there was a push from Leinster a few years ago to go under 25s mm-hmm. for junior. Right. And I think maybe a lot of counties... Kildare backed it. Yeah, Kildare, which yeah. I was going to say, that was the irony of <laughs> Sorry. It. And other counties kind of said, no, it's, we want our second team. Yeah. Because, of course, we're, we're uh, hamstrung by the... We can't play senior footballers who played yeah, senior championship yeah, yeah, last year. That's why Adam McDermott actually didn't take the field for the first team at Dunshockland last year. That's why he's eligible to play this mm. year. But he won't be able to play next year. So, yeah. it's one. it's interesting, like, what way do we do it? I think all of them lads are of a of an age where they can play senior football mm. at some stage, I think that's the right message. So I'm not an ageist. No, but it's, 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 it's brilliant to see a great spread of clubs as well. Absolutely, and just another player I wanted to mention, Darrell Rowe coming back from injury. Sidden have missed him so much this year. He's yeah. been out for a lot of the year. And to see him back and uh, in this panel is great for not only the mid-juniors, the mid seniors, because mm. he can push on to that at some stage as well, but for sitting as well. Yeah, you'd like to hope so. I mean, there's been a lot of talk, Darrow. It's probably gone quiet the last year or two, but previous to that, there would have been an awful lot of talk as quality. Yeah, yeah. His, his form for Mead underage and indeed sitting uh, kind of nearly made him the, the, nearly the next big thing with Mead. And it probably just injuries and whatnot just put that in hold. So hopefully we'll see some of him. Tommy Riley's another one. He limped off injured in the second round game for Mile in the championship. Uh, he was wing back for the mid juniors this year. Not sure where he'll be playing this year, but he's a really good player, real good athlete. Um, puts everything into it. It's good to see him on the squad, and he's made it. But as you said, look at and Daryl Griffin. Probably I could safely say he he it'd be pretty finalised that he won't uh, he won't probably make the game on Wednesday. He picked up an injury last week, but as well, there's a chance. Yeah, it's pretty finalised. You know, it's it's nothing's guaranteed, but. Uh, He'll he'll be a big player if Mead can you know get past Loud on Wednesday, um going forward as will players like look at Frank O'Reilly. You obviously look at Jason Scully, Kevin Ross, Mickey Flood. There he won a Sigerson yeah, with UCC this year. Yeah. Um, so it's a fantastic squad with quality kind of scattered throughout. So I, I'm really excited to to see how these lads perform together. It's been difficult for them in the sense that there, there's been so many league games. It's been really hard for them to kind of get together and train. And I think that's 
probably the one concern going into Wentz yeah. that you know the, but the, the only thing is as well is that they're such quality footballers mm. that I'd say they'll just you, 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 you think that but that doesn't always you know, doesn't, happen no, you know yourself no. it, it takes a while to gel but if they are given the time and they can get a morale boost and win and a confidence uh, boost in performance under their belt on Wednesday there's no reason why these lads can't kick on and uh, and win a Leinster and probably you know go even further hopefully because that'd be it'd be great obviously for the county if they win on Wednesday night they'll be playing the day of the senior football final mm-hmm. so we're hoping obviously we can beat Leash and get to a Leinster final wouldn't be great if we had juniors and seniors there in Crow Park so yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in 1988 when we won the All-Ireland Final, wasn't it? Me Juniors won the All-Ireland Junior Final that day too as well. I think it was a replay. There was only two of us around this table barn back then, Mickey. So the, two, <laughs> the two lads wouldn't remember. Two anyway. lads are stunned here looking at us in. What? 1988? I, I thought football only started in 96 when we won the All-Ireland. So, Me Juniors are out this Wednesday, the 5th of June, in the Leinster semi-final. They take on Loud. It's in Park Tolchin. 7pm half, uh, half 7.30 sorry I've done 7pm so lads um, that's all done bar the main event we're going to preview the Leinster semi-final where Mead will take on Leash this Sunday in headquarters Crow Park um, the other headquarters um, we like to call Park Tolchin headquarters as well um, but they're taking on Leash in the um, Leinster semi-final and uh, I suppose lads looking at it um uh, we'll go to you, Kieran Flynn. Um, meet up. The, 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 we'll, everybody said they had a poor performance against uh, Offaly. Came away with a victory. It was first round jitters, I would say. Went out and were very professional against Carlo. Again, we're playing another Division 3 team, albeit they got promoted uh, to Division 2 this year, but we got to promoted to Division 1. So, Well, the vast majority of the interviews uh, David and that conducted last week... Um, Majority of the main players basically were saying that the league, as much as you need to be in Division One, like no teams ever won the All Ireland not being a Division One team, it doesn't really. When it comes to the championship and the the football is there and it has to be kicked, you have to you play the team that's in front of you. The league doesn't matter. Like we saw maybe with Armagh Cavan, like again that was a Division One team playing against a Division Two team and it was a finish a draw. We seen Kildare Longford going to a replay, and like we saw even in Down in Munster where uh, Tipperary got knocked out by Limerick. Or was it, yeah, and Waterford nearly back clear. So it's just showing the league is not as much as you need to get to Division One or two to be playing top teams to build your credentials. When it still comes out, Crow Park, Leash are going to bring everything they have, and we have to be on on our ball, get get ourselves set up right, and just give it the full whack. And I'm very confident we'll win. We are the better team, but you just need to make sure that everything is right and not not to be underestimating Leash because they're a finalist. Like we were bet last year by Longford, Leash got to the Leinster final, so. You have to, on championship form, they're the form team. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose David Risman, looking at it, like this Leash team, you know, they've got plenty of experience in it and they've got some really good footballers. You look down through it, um, uh, you've got the, the the two brothers, the Kingston brothers, mm. Evan O'Carroll, Colin Begley at centre-back, you've got uh, Connor Boyle, you've got Sean O'Loughlin. Mm. You know, uh, the, the young lad as well, we'll come, I'll come back to you about that actually in a minute, Brian, but there was a young lad that was injured last year down in Carlow after a championship match. He's back playing. So this is, you know, this is not a, a poor leash team by any means. No, they, they really do have quality, particularly in that forward line. And um, I know Tony Kingston didn't play the last day, but he's a big game player and he, mm. he loves it in Crow Park, even against the big teams like Dublin he's performed previously. So I'd expect him to probably come in. But Evan O'Carroll, as you mentioned there, he's been outstanding all year for Leash. And he, he went to America halfway through the year last year. I think it was after Leash got knocked out of that Leinster final and then he took off and um, didn't play the qualifiers. 
Uh, but he, he seems to be settled now in the team. He was in and out of the team. He was probably sporadic uh, in the hey. team. <laughs> there you go. Sure? <laughs> that wasn't 100%. No, no, I was, that's why. But uh, he's he's their main man now, really. You have to look at it. And he's probably matured in that year as well. So he's gonna, he's a real half, handful. Um, but I think we have the players to combat them. I think you look at our six backs and, and the last day the boys were outstanding. You have James Max to come back in if he comes back in or, you know, wherever he comes back in. But mm-hmm. it's hard to see any of them six backs been moved. Yeah. Which is a good thing, um, in the sense that I, I feel we have the capabilities to cope with what Leash throw at us. Uh, but it is a big step up in terms of opposition to what we've played already. But you'd expect that it's a Leinster semi-final at the end of the day. Yeah, Brian Kelly, there's no room for complacency at all. Um, we are, you know, uh, looking at it on paper, a better team than this Leash team. They do have quality in their side, as we've already alluded to, especially Donny Kingston and the brother, uh, Paul Kingston. Paul plays corner forward. Donny was a sub, as, as uh, David alluded to the last day. But if he was thrown in full forward, you know, um, like, Conor McGill could do a job on him, but he could still cause you trouble. He could. He's a hugely talented footballer, and he's caused us problems in the past. I remember a league game in Port Leash two or three years ago, and Donny Kingston was nigh on unmarkable for large spells. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the grips, and it was the game wore on. But it's it's a case he's probably the closest full forward in terms of size that you're going to meet to Michael Murphy. Now, not saying he's anywhere near as good as Murphy, mm-hmm. but. He just possesses a different challenge in terms of winning a high ball in for a mm-hmm. full-back. No full-back. He's not as mobile, I no, suppose. But no, very few full-backs will win clean ball on him. He's very so like Paddy O'Rourke. You're looking for your full-back to spoil and for your cornerbacks and wing-backs to get in close and mop it up. So you'd be hoping that McGill will put in one of his performances, which he's so capable of, because like, he's one of the best full-backs in the country. Absolutely. And myself and yourself were talking about it off-air as well before we started the podcast. Their wing forward, Daniel O'Reilly, he was involved in uh, 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 an altercation after a championship last year and was out for a long time. And it's great to see him back on the field of play. Yeah, like you'd be hoping he has a stinker on Sunday, but it, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like Unfortunately, he... Um, he ended up with a nasty head injury after a, an unsavoury incident in Carlo last year. Yeah. But it's wonderful to see a fella like that come back and get pull on the county senior jersey again. And he played the last day against Westmead. And like hats off to a fella like that who battles back. And it's a great sign of him and his recovery. So fair play to him. Yeah, absolutely. And Kieran Flynn, I suppose, what we'll, instead of talking about this leash team, I suppose we, we should probably talk about the Mead team. Um, where do you see uh, me getting at this leash team um, on Sunday? Well, I think it'd be interesting to see will James McEntee start the next day? Will Shane McEntee start as well? Two boys are very adventurous going forward. It'd be very interesting to see what that plan will be. Killian O'Sullivan was relatively quiet. I'm expecting him to have a big bounce back game. I think uh, the inside forward, Thomas O'Reilly, is another man, top scorer from play. I think, again, he's someone maybe if he gets a bit closer to the goal, he can definitely get a few points the next day. But I think what the boys have said, I think the the backs have been sure. The backs overall have been very good. I think we're we're going to be sure enough. I think we'll restrict Leash to a low enough score, maybe maximum, maybe 11 or 12 points, maybe max, I'd say. And we're capable of scoring at least 113, 114, 115, I think, if not more. So I think big game coming from a lot of players. be interesting to see. We kind of know what the 26 will be, but it'll be interesting to see what 15 take the field. I'm expecting big, big performances from our big players. Yeah, both teams have played in Crow Park this year. I think Leash lost in the uh, League Division Three final. They, they played twice because their pun- their punishment their punishment for going on holidays last year was to get a game in Crow Park. Remember they did the ban, <laughs> so they, they went on holidays 
or so, oh, well, sorry, the training camp. Oh no, sorry, holidays, golf trip, golf trip, or a historical trip, whatever. It was. No, no, historical <laughs> trip was Dublin. But that was Dublin. They went to the Somme or something, wasn't it? And uh, so they got a punishment to play in the crop Park. Not a bad punishment. Absolutely. Now, not, the only thing is they did lose that game, so maybe the punishment did fit the crime. <laughs> what we're going to do now, lads, um, instead of our usually uh, our usual spot of rate the players. What we're going to do is we're going to try and pick the team, um, especially for Deck Dunn out there, who was asking us our opinion on what the starting team would be for this weekend. Do you want, um, do you want to pick it? Everyone pick their own individual one and then just see if there are any changes to it? No, we'll, 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 we'll just go through one, one, we'll go one, to, one to 15 and, and, um, and, uh, and, and like we'll, we'll debate it. And if it, if, if it comes up that there's a, uh, um, two lads in, in agreement well then we'll go with the two lads that are in agreement so I suppose lads in goals is anybody going to rule against Andrew Colgan being in goals Barry Darris Barry Darris <laughs> yeah it's Andrew Colgan yeah we're going to so Andrew Colgan we're, we're all going to be in um, so straight away we're at foul play already Brian Kelly's not taking this seriously enough yeah. at all absolutely out. Out, 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 out. get out get out you're a pup foul play um, What's what's the full back line going to be, David Rispin? Who do you see being cornerbacks? Yeah, I see the same, Seamus Lavin and, and uh, Shane Gallagher. And no. lads, do you see any change in that, Seamus Lavin and uh, Shane Gallagher at in cornerback positions? I think that front, the back three, are going to be that back three. Yeah, back three. yeah. yeah it's very hard to see any change unless there's somebody carrying a knock. Okay, so in goals, Andrew Colgan, full back line, Seamus Lavin. Conor McGill and Shane Gallagher. We don't see any change to that. Now the halfback line, lads, it changed a little bit the last day because James McIntyre was injured and uh, Paul Carnan came in in place of him. Um, you had Donald Kogan at centre back and Gavin McCoy at wing back. Uh, by all accounts, Gavin McCoy was incredible the last day. He was one of our standout performers against uh, Carlo. So does J- James McIntyre get back into that starting uh, uh, line, that starting wing back position if he's if he's uh, fit, do you think, Brian Kelly? It's a very hard one to know. Like, there ha- You'd imagine there has to be a place in your team for James McEntee. But h- how do you drop any of those three? Kyogen is nailed on. Gavin McKay in the games he has started this year was exceptional. Down in Cork in the league, brilliant. Against Offaly, one of our best players, and excellent again the last day. Like, very, if he's dropped, it's very harsh on him. But there has to be a place somewhere for James McEntee, I imagine. Okay, David Rispin, what do you think about that? Uh, I have a theory, but I think the half-back line will remain the same as the last day. Oh, okay, so uh, that's two people in, in uh, agreement. Do you think Paul Carnan is going to start? Yeah, it's hard, but like, I don't see how you could drop Paul Carnan after how well he played the last day. But then, like realistically, uh, Gab McCoy played excellent as well. Donald Hogan was excellent. I think maybe Gab McCoy might lose out, but it's hard to know if I think maybe... Further up the field, maybe Adam Flanagan maybe could lose a spot. Maybe I think to either Shane or James. I'm not sure which will start. Probably James. Shane. Shane might just be. Just take your time. Or, just, we're like, still in the half back line. We're still in the half back the, line. The, the, you see the meme online at Goodwill Hunting, you know, when he's doing the sums <laughs> online. So that's kind of it. You have to take one from here to put it there. It's going to be <laughs> so you know, as we, simple as that. Are we, all, are we all in agreement that Porrick Aaron, Donald Kyogan, and uh, Gavin McCoy are going to be your half back line? No. No. You're no, changed I, your mind. No, then. no, I I think it'd be very hard to see any of them not starting, but I don't think that'll be the half back line. Go on, give it to us. I think you'll see James McIntyre coming back in at five, McKay and the other wing, and Kyogen at six. So you think Harnham won't play? I think Harnham will play, but not in the half back line. Okay, okay. So, right, yeah. So are we. Do, I, no, I, I, I think. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think what Brian said, I'm more in alignment with Brian now than. 
Probably. I think there'll be there'll be so two, go five, yeah. yeah, two years two years are in agreement, so I'm taking Paul O'Connor out of there and I'm putting in James McAndy. So, oh, no. so Surely we should all have our own team, no? No, 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 no. We're just no no no, we're just relax, David. Sorry. Relax. It's not we're not actually picking the team. The listeners are gonna know who's picked who and they know yeah. who to have used yeah, no, anyway. It's 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 only yeah. we're we're just gonna see. Yeah, everybody's well, gonna I, hear I, look, I, I agree. I think all three of them lads will play. Yeah. Well, so we'll move on to midfield then. Um Brian Menton and Adam Flanagan, David Rispin. Do you think that the two boys will be or who do you see starting? Yeah, I, th- I think the two lads will start in midfield. Um Kieran Flynn. I'm not sure will Flanagan start. I think Flanagan might be might go. I'm not sure. It depends. I know Leash Leash have you know Lachlan middle of the field, but I think the the other lad is very mobile. So I don't know if Flanagan would suit the Leash team as much as he might have suited the Carlo team. Okay. So I think from a tactical standpoint, Adam might lose out in that regard. Okay. Brian Kelly, uh, what are your thoughts on the midfield pairing? I've I, just to let you know, I've I've written in Brian Menton. All right. So oh yeah, that was it. Who's, yeah. who's joining them? Uh, we've got two different. Uh, yeah, it'd be very harsh, but I can see Adam Flanagan losing out to Parra Carna. So sure, look at lads. He's only my opinion here at all. Yeah. <laughs> we know. No, no. We uh, just this is this is what the the general consensus of the uh, of the no, two give, boys. Right, lads. The half forward oh, line. <laughs> half forward line. Kieran Flynn. Um, will Killian O'Sullivan, Brian McMahon, and Ben Brennan be your half forward line? I'd say that will be the starting team. I don't think it'll change too much. The th- the thing with maybe Shane McEntee, to if if he's going to come in, maybe a Brian McMahon or Ben Brennan will be close to losing their spot. But I think the fact that Shane's been injured, I don't think he'll start. So you're going, I'd with, go with, it as you're is. going with them. Uh, David Rispin, Kerry O'Sullivan, Brian McMahon and Ben Brennan from the last day. I think the three of them will play, but I'm going to stick James McEntee in at 12. James McIntyre at twelve. Right, but I think the I think the three lads will play in the okay. half forward line. But and I, then yeah. Brian Kelly. Um, yeah, I think that'll be our half forward line. Okay, so yeah. as as the program. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's it's okay, David. Don't don't, don't throw the toys out of the pram. It's all right. Everybody, everybody has heard your your your, your um prediction that um James McIntyre will be there, but it, this is just. Just, just everybody has heard the opinions, but I'm just writing down what uh, the majority of people are saying here. That that's all it is. It's nothing to worry about. So Killian O'Sullivan, um, this is what the majority have come up with. Uh, Brian McMahon and Ben Brennan. But so I suppose the question on everybody's lips next Sunday will be: Will Ben Brennan get the hug? Well, there's the hug and the kiss on the forehead. Um, we're gonna win. They better give him the hug. Well, that's it on the bus on the way down to Crow Park. Lads, our full forward line the last day was Sean Tobin, Michael Newman and uh, Tomas O'Reilly. Uh, Brian Kelly, how, who do you see starting in the full forward line? Um, Thomas O'Reilly will be very disappointed to be taken off early in the game the last day, but he's your top scorer from play all year. He was exceptional in the league final for large spells against Donegal. Personally, I'd give him another shot in the corner. Different to Kieran, I actually think he does his best work a little bit further out from goal, nearly as an extra centre forward, which frees Brian McMahon up to do, to do all his running and using his pace to break the lines. So I'd go with Thomas Riley, Mickey Newman, and who was the last corner? Sean Tobin was Sean, there Sean last Tobin. day. Sean Tobin as well, yeah. Yeah, you're going to stick with yeah. the with, with the full forward line that was there, uh, David Risman. I'm going to say. Uh, James Conlon will come in uh, for Sean Tobin 
I'm going to say Mickey Newman will be at 14, and I'm going to say that Brian McMahon will move to 15 to accommodate James McIntyre going out to 12. And Ben Brennan goes into centre forward. Yeah, so just yeah, apologies. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay, I've got all that. So you're saying Mickey Newman and Brian Mack going in there, but you're saying Tomas O'Reilly going we'll, into we'll, this. No, he'll miss out. Thomas O'Reilly will miss out. Yeah, no, I'm saying he, yeah. he's oh, sorry, put yeah. Tomas O'Reilly in both of these of Mickey Newman. And Kieran Flynn, what full forward line do you see playing for me? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Tobin will start. It'd be interesting. Will he start the Banty? That is that is a big question. Big he's made he's made the impact as a substitute every time. So you have to ask yourself, do you want him as the impact sub or do you want to start him? It'd be touch and go. I think he might start it. That's one now you'd be definitely the selectors will be roaring and bowling and pulling each other's hair out or their own hair. <laughs> they'll be they'll be thinking about that one all night. So uh, I don't know if the Banty will start. I think oh, what's a tight one now. Do I have to pick the date? Like, am I picking the date? Am I? No. <laughs> can I just read Graham Garrity. You're definitely Trevor Giles not and Ollie Murphy. The <laughs> the I definitely don't think Banty will be named to start. Okay, okay. You've, you've had yeah. your goal. Oh, that's, yeah, that's even Come more. On. Oh, the, 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 Come the team that's named will definitely not start. Right. Before we get okay. that out of the way before we get any idea. <laughs> this team is definitely not starting. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see will Thomas O'Reilly stay on the field. He's been well, our top scorer. just tell us, Flynn, really. <laughs> the power lies with you. This is like his match predictions. Yeah. He's going to name yeah. everybody. Yeah. I agree with Brian Kelly. So you're going to so go. So what are you agreeing with? Essentially, <laughs> he's basically saying John Tobin, Mickey Newman, and Tomas O'Reilly. I don't know. I know. I'm, 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 can I sit in the fence in this one? Can I? No. Well, sitting on the fence is just naming those three lads. Yeah, I'm sitting on the fence. Though. Right then, he's sitting on the fence and saying Sean Tobin, Mickey Newman. Well, the Banty the last minute now. No, 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 no it can't be. It has to be forty minutes before the game, right, and no, you no, know that. Forty-one minutes. Forty-one last minute. <laughs> So, lads, what we've ended up with here is um, just for the listeners what we've come up with as the possible teams and the possible um, uh, variations as well. I've thrown in a couple there that you just shouted out at me. So, in goals, Andrew Colgan. We don't think. Anybody in our full back line is going to change. So we're looking at Seamus Lavin, Conor McGill, and Shane Gallagher. A half back line, centre back, Donald Keoghan. One side of them is Gavin McCoy. And uh, the two lads here to be right are saying that it will be James McEntee. And David Rispin reckons it'll be Para Karen um, uh, in the half back line, that the half back line won't change. Midfield, Brian Menton. The two boys reckon he's going to be partnered by Para Karen. And David, you reckon he's going to be partnered by Adam Flanagan. Then the half back line or the half forward line, sorry, is going to be Killian O'Sullivan, um, uh, Brian McMahon, and uh, Ben Brennan. The two boys on my right here from the county board reckon that that's what it's going to be. Um, I'm seeing uh, this pattern developing. Brian, yeah. Brian <laughs> Kelly, or sorry, uh, David Rispin reckons Ben Brennan will go to centre forward, and James McEntee could play at wing forward. Then the four, full forward line is just, I've got a lot of writing done here. Uh, Mickey Newman looks like he's nailed on for full forward, lads. <laughs> so, well done to you. The two lads are going for Sean Tobin. The two county board lads are going for Sean Tobin. And they're going for Tomas O'Reilly in the other corner. The same full forward line as the last day. But David Rispin reckons that the man who will miss out is Tomas O'Reilly. And that Brian McMahon will go into corner forward. And James Condon will start in the opposite corner. Yeah, so Sean Tobin, and miss Sean out Tobin well, yeah. would also miss out. So, it, look, the one thing that that has done has shown how hard it is to pick this team, which is absolutely brilliant that uh, Andy McIntyre is going to have... Uh, like, we, we, got, we got irritated 
in the space of 10 minutes picking that team. So can you imagine how, how, how difficult it must be for a man who's thinking about that 24-7, how he's going to pick that team for next Sunday day for us? And, and think of the guys like we haven't mentioned. Yeah, I would, the, lads, he, the lads mentioned Shane McAtee Dara as well. Campion. Dara Campion. Who was Graham awesome Riley, the last day. Barry Dardis. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Devine. Ethan Devine. There was another Ronan one. Ronan Ryan. Ronan Ryan. Um, there, was, there was one more. I can't. He's gone, but... Uh, Owen Lynch. He's been yeah. brilliant as well. Biggie, you know, Biggie, yeah. Like, like we're we're after naming five lads in this in the last ten or fifteen seconds who realistically could come into any of them positions and could actually start and it wouldn't really surprise us, even yeah. though we're not after mentioning them as potential starters. And the lads that we're after, well, I'm after maybe missing out as well. And the funny thing is, is that if you look at it as well, Andy does throw a curveball every so often. Mm. We kind of go like. Jesus, where did he come from? Yeah. Why, why is he... You know, and like, so it could be another case of a curveball this weekend. speaking of curveballs, two players who we haven't mentioned who could make the 26 on Sunday would be Niall Kane, who I think is back in full training. Brilliant. And Rory O'Quillan. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Rory O'Quillan was... Rejoined the panel during the spring and he, he's recovered from an injury he sustained playing on O'Mahony's. And it wouldn't... Like... He came on. He came on as a sub against Kildare in the semi-final two years ago. Kicked three points. Started the games after that. He was away then in America for a spell. But it, it wouldn't shock anybody to see him coming on on Sunday. Absolutely not. And uh, um, it's brilliant to to see that the, the the panel is actually getting stronger as we go along instead of getting weakened. A lot of the time, you lose players. Um, and Shane McEntee is coming back James McEntee is coming back from injury as you said Niall Kane Rory O'Quillon like the, the, the team is only getting stronger as we go along which is brilliant as you get towards a Leinster final hopefully after a semi-final this Sunday um, and pushing on looking to try and get into that mm-hmm. Super 8 so that's the big thing so it's um, it's brilliant I think uh, Kieran Flynn to see uh, such strength in the panel at the minute I think it's the direction we want to go as a county that we're we have all these underage teams that are, are doing reasonably well. They're developing players. The junior team looks strong. The under-20 team looks strong. The minor team might have blipped they look strong. And that's all adding into this idea that the senior panel is getting stronger. That is now, the 26 is now the team that you're trying to get onto. Like before, you were trying to break on the 15 and we didn't have that big a squad. But now lads are actually fighting just to get on the bus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to be, like when we meet now in Dubai, there's probably going to be a scrap in the car park to get on that bus. Because like, there's only so many people who can go Listen, on the team. Kieran, we're not going to talk about fighting tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, David Rizmo said we're not allowed to talk about fighting. All right? and it's not nice to it. fight. That's and actually, actually, just as you mentioned fighting, uh, we just want to thank Deck Dunn for tweeting us and asking us to uh, name our team. Because that's after causing an awful rift here at the table. So it is. I thought lads were going to get up and walk away. It was that bad. But um, no, we're thank everybody who gets in contact with uh, the podcast lads all that's left to do is look through the fixtures again for the next week because it is a busy week um, the mid under 20s are out tomorrow night Tuesday the 4th of June they take on down in Park Tolchin at 8pm get out to Park Tolchin if you can the hurlers the um, Saturday at 2pm the Mead Hurlers take on Derry in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh at 2pm in the Christie Ring semi-final. The juniors are out, the Mead Junior Footballers are out Wednesday the 5th, this this Wednesday. And uh, it's the semi-final, the Leinster semi-final against Loud. It's in Park Tolchin at half seven. 
The ladies are also out in the semi-final of the Leinster Intermediate Championship and that's going to be the 15th or 16th of June. We're not sure of the actual date yet or time and that's going to see them taking on Wicklow. Um, and then obviously the Mead seniors are taking on Leash at 2pm in Crow Park next uh, Sunday in the Leinster semi-final. We're also missing uh, the Mead Miners and uh, uh, Brian Kelly is going to give us an update yeah, on the Mead the minor, minor The Minor Hurlers are playing Westmead in the Paddlehan Cup on Friday evening at half seven in Trim. Straight knockout competition. The lads have are coming off the back of a tough game against Kildare. Yeah, absolutely. But before that, they had two Massive very, win very good Antrim. wins against yeah. Antrim and Down. And it'd be great to see like Trim is the Hor- is the hotbed of Harland and Mead. That's where Harland people love to see the games played. It'd be great to see clubs get out and support the future stars. Absolutely, it'd be great to get a crowd over and, and support these lads and give them a boost after that uh, uh, huge loss that they suffered to Kildare, having had two great wins, as we said already. So, lads, I suppose that's it for this week. It's uh, that, that was a fairly interesting podcast, I think, and uh, you know there was nearly blood and thunder and D- David Rispin who didn't get to throw a box on Wednesday night, nearly was throwing boxes at the two boys here beside me. Um, he was injured uh, from early in that game. He had a bit of a swelled ankle. If anybody's Insta- if anybody's on Instagram, I think that those pictures are still up of his ankle. Um, but uh, we're going to go to the county board. Kieran Flynn, have you any further business? Well, I don't know. The, I just No comment on the investigation that's pending into the, the, the conduct at, on, at this table. This table, this table tonight will be under review, I think. So. But just the usual, the, the Royal House draws, get your tickets, your, the stadium has to be built somehow, and you can win yourself a house. You can win yourself a house, and you always steal that from David Risman. Uh, Brian Kelly, anything from the <laughs> minor balls? always ask him first. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you can do it because you love it too. Uh, I always like to leave the last word to David Risman. <laughs> Brian Kelly? No, minor board are on a break at the moment for the state exams, so... Oh, we won't be kicking back in action for a few weeks. When you said you were on the break, I thought you said split up. But <laughs> I know, well, no, our, our chairman is back now after he got re-elected in the council. <laughs> and David Rispin, have you any further? Um, uh, uh, we, we have a golf classic this Saturday, if anyone's... Uh, any keen golfers yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much it's in raccoon so give me a shout if you're stuck and something else actually Gary Coyne mentioned to me he I don't know where any is listening to Peter Crouch's podcast it's supposed to be brilliant but um don't you be promoting well, he? <laughs> <laughs> No, he's Simonstown. Crouchy. <laughs> yeah. Crouchy. Yeah. But um, one thing he does at the end, and it's just something that our listeners could do as well, is pass the pod he calls it. So in, pass it on to a friend that, that you think could have an interest in listening Absolutely, to the podcast. Yeah. So that's something we always say, you know, we do ourselves. But if, if there's someone that you'd know who would love to listen to what we talk about, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, and, and probably isn't aware of it, maybe isn't on social media or whatever, send it on to them, throw them on on WhatsApp like we do and, and get them in on it, do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you do know anybody, fair play, David, that's actually brilliant, yeah. If you do know anybody out there who you think would be interested in hearing what's going on in the Mead um, GAA scene, if you know, you've you've got diaspora the cousins pod. or whatever, pass the pod on to them. They could be anywhere across the world and they might get, it might just bring them a little bit closer to home. So, uh, Brian Kelly, are you done? Have you got Yeah, I just more? hoped our passes are a bit more accurate than Mickey Brown and he was playing football but oh. <laughs> and on that note we are read why it matters more <laughs>